So hello friends. My name is Anshuman Tiwari and this is my podcast and YouTube channel by the name Manage Better. As many of you know, I try and bring speakers, authors, consultants who relate with this theme of manage better. As you know, I generally believe that um, irrespective of where you land in life and all of us are different landing points, we can manage better, we can get better every day, every week, every year and that's all that we have in control. Right? We don't control where we land, but we definitely control where we can go. And in this series of podcasts, as I said, I try and bring people who relate to this field, whose life or whose career is an illustration of this whole concept itself. And in the past, I have I've brought you speakers around customer centricity, executive presence, digital transformation, transformation, and, and so on. And all of these episodes are now available on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcast players. You can, of course, visit my video channel as well on YouTube. All the links will be available when I post this. But I can't wait to get started today because I'm a little nervous, I must say, that I'm bringing to you today a truly outstanding guest, speaker and coach of international repute who epitomizes effective communication. I've worked with him earlier. I've seen him perform. I've been in sessions where he was speaking and it was always a do that when I do start podcasting, I should get uh, this person to speak to me. So Alok Gupta, your business doctor who analyzes your needs realistically and empowers you as an HR strategist and is an expert in solving problems, business problems through people solutions, right? So comes with the HR background, but you know, as you will know very soon, Alok is a multifaceted personality with multiple career inflection points, and uh, but more about that later. He's an award-winning and nine times award-winning keynote speaker and moderator, mentor, HR consultant, coach, and trainer. Based out of Hong Kong, he's a partner with LSF Global, which is a leading firm in this space. Uh, LSF, of course, you know, partners with executive entrepreneurs and enterprises, the CEs to solve business problems through people solutions. Alok is a very compelling speaker and is you know, speeches, keynotes, provocative workshops, and consulting, you know, helps uh, people align to what they want to do and also to explain or convince senior management and people that, you know, their people are their best or the highest off balance sheet assets, right? Which, and large or small public or private, all companies, right? So he's a popular speaker and usually delivers over 30 keynotes every year. So we are lucky to have him today with us worked with several companies and we of course worked together for some time at HSBC. That's how we know each other. And of course, many leading companies have been his clients. But what also is very impressive that he devotes a lot of his time to coaching and consulting for education and many universities and education institutes in Hong Kong, beneficiaries of his time and expertise. Alok is a native of India, uh, as the name may suggest. But has been in Hong Kong for a while and went there as head of HR for HSBC and has been a consultant there for some time now. What is remarkable about Alok is that he reinvented his career at least five times from a hotelier to now a leading consultant speaker. But we will get to hear from him about this story. So his, you know, his public speaking abilities have been recognized globally and has won over 13 speaking and related awards. And it is my great personal privilege 
to bring to you alok thank you very much for your time and over to you for some opening comments and then we get into some questions that i have ready for you thank you thank you very much <clears throat> anshuman can can you hear me okay for yes the sound yeah. sound looks okay great thank you ma'am very much i guess that was a very kind opening on your part and and you kind of did an amazing job of covering my career journey i think what i want to leave for the audience is my five reinventions and what is important or interesting about the reinvention is they are not really related with each other so let me quickly uh, talk about them i started my career with hotels i moved into consulting then i started missing something around the internationalization of business so i got into corporate banking and specifically in trade finance after completing these three invention i felt there's something missing and which is my passion i was kind of falling into career and not really following things which my heart wanted and i found that people development is a space i want to move in and that's when for 10 years i moved into the hr space having said that after doing 15 years of business and 10 years of hr somehow i still missed business a lot and it was that business that gap which kind of got me into again a consulting space but more focus on people more focus on psychology more focus on hr so if there's one thing you want to rem- remember about me i'm a guy who's turned hr into a business and today i've dedicated my life to help other businesses grow with their biggest asset which is people no really so that's a quick yeah. really well said alok and nobody could summarize it better than you uh, you've been there done that and that helps so what we have done alok is the format of my podcast is generally a few questions um, and we mm. try and keep it rolling so that our audience listeners can benefit from the sure. experience of our guests sure so i know you and many people actually know you as a master public speaker of global repute right so that is you know you are many things but you know i know you as a master speaker as i said a public speaker and very highly effective communicator so my first question is related to that what in your view is the importance of effective communication at work and and maybe even you know relating it to these times which many of us are either working from home or constrained environments or limited contacts and because if you know, i mean you know this better than me that many of the communication paradigms are built around meeting people looking into the eye talking to them pat on the back and walking around and you know those kind of, none of that is possible today so to so, so my first question is around what in your view is the importance of effective communication in at work especially today yeah No, no thank you for that question anshuman and clearly let me let me kind of less break it down because you're asking a topic called effective communication and that is not one topic that's like potentially 100 topics within the word communication right so i'm going to try to break it down by giving you a foundation and then we'll build on it slowly as we go number one let me talk about what communication is not and for that i want to tell a quick story this story is with my son a conversation i had this sunday with my son while i was traveling with him and he was telling me or trying to influence me to buy something and then he made a comment that dad you're not listening 
So my response to him was, should I listen or should you be able to get my attention? Hmm. So if you're not able to get my attention, then who's the failure here? Is it my fault or your fault? So the number one thing I want to tell you that what communication is not, is not about accent. It's not about loudness. It's not about emotions. It's not about gestures. It's none of this because communication is a failure if your receiver fails to receive your message. Try to digest that. Communication is a failure if your receiver fails to receive your message. You can speak in whichever accent. You can speak the queen's language for all I care. But if your receiver at the other end is a Chinese guy who speaks really slow and processes the information slowly and you trying to speak in the queen's language, it is a failure. So let's get that straight. It is all about the receiver. So if there's one word you want to remember from this podcast, from this episode, remember, it is all about the receiver. And if he, she doesn't get it, you're a failure. So that is something I want to create as a foundation of communication. Point number one. The second point I want to talk about is communication is not about words. What does that mean? Now, think about, and here's a quick reflection for all of you. Think about grade 10, you know, your high school. Think about your chemistry book. Don't tell me a chapter. Don't tell me a page. But try to remember the title of the book. And if you're doing that exercise with me, 99% you will not remember, right? Now, think about a story from your Hindi or your English or your Chinese book there's a good chance you remember that story. So here's my second point. Communication is not about words, it's about pictures. How can you help the receiver visualize your message? So when I told you the first point, I told you about my son. I'm sure you were able to visualize me talking to my small son who just turned 13 and that creates a registration in your mind. So that's my second point what mm-hmm. communication is, is about pictures. And the last point I want to give you is communication. Again, is not clarity. It's not accent. It doesn't matter which region you come up. It's about clarity. And for mm-hmm. that, I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm going to quote Shakespeare. Shakespeare said a beautiful thing. Think, speak clearly. If you speak at all, carve every word before you let them fall. So I'm going to repeat it for you in case you didn't get it. Speak clearly if you speak at all. Carve every word before you let them fall. So you're like an artist. You're choosing those words carefully and letting them fall. Just not like that. Every word is a science and an art form. So that's my third point for you. Clarity. So these are three points. In summary, if you want to remember, number one, it is all about the receiver. Number two, It is about visualization. And number three, it's about clarity. So with this, hopefully I've given you, Anshuman, a very unusual way of creating a foundation of being an effective communicator. No, certainly. And I think think these lessons, Alok, are timeless because, you know, and you quoted Shakespeare as well. And then I I did latch on to the first phrase, if at all. 
right so effective communication is also about not speaking sometimes and and many in many of the conversations i have or situations i am in i often find that maybe it was better not to speak at all at least for some time and that would also be a form of communication so thank you thank you all of for this wonderful start to this um, episode and that actually brings to a little bit you know you 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 know rightly put stories and pictures and for me there is no better story or picture of effective speaker or communicator than you and you know but i do know part of your uh, journey but i would like also to share your journey for our, our audience or listeners how did you get on to this journey of reinvention after reinvention and then tell us a little bit more about that uh, for our speakers thank thank sure no <clears throat> i mean say it's a long uh, 25 27 years journey and clearly what i'll give you is potentially milestones so that you know you can relate to them but but you can you can pick on a milestone if you want me to elaborate on something so the hotel industry actually happened because at the time i wanted to do something more glamorous right so i wanted to get you know the hotels from the outside they look really glamour little did i know that going inside it's not really glamour it's hard work right but having said that to me hotel industry gave the gift of taking decisions on the feet the mm-hmm. hotel industry gave me the gift of having the finest finishing school i could ever dream of so it really developed my personality to deal with ceos deal with managing directors and that was a time when i really enjoyed and i worked with some of the greatest chains on the planet i worked with hilton i worked with obroys i worked with taj mahal the meridians the marriott so i had a great stint for over 6 years but after the hotel industry somehow i kind of felt that i have more intellectual capacity than the hotel can digest right so something was missing intellectually over there it was not intellectually very stimulating for me therefore i said let me go into something which will use my intellectual capabilities more and consulting seemed like the good thing so i got into process consulting and specifically i had a good work with american express i worked with mckenzie for a while and we had a good amount of work with corporations over there i did the five years at this time something international started to attract me so it was all in india and i wanted to go international so i got attracted to trade finance at the time now what i want you to check hotels to consulting and then trade finance which is commercial banking has very little relationship within them right now how could i do that now essentially i could actually go into places and talk about what i value can i bring i would go into interviews and people would ask me you don't have an experience why should we not take you i'm said you're absolutely right but let me tell you what i bring to the table and one of my pet phrases there were a lot but i'm just going to give you one one of my fred phrases comes from the world of avis and hertz you know mm-hmm. once upon a time before hertz went bankrupt recently because of covid hertz was the number one and avis number 2 so they had a tagline why should you use us we try harder absolutely thank you for that so i actually told them that because i'm not there i don't come with preconceived notion because i don't know i'm going to try harder and all that you need to do is give me a probation right you're going to give me a probation of 3 months and 6 months and then test it out if it doesn't work kick me out but if it doesn't work 
use it. So clearly, because I did not stay for five months, I stayed for five years. That's evidence for you that I was not successful, but super successful. So that was my third reinvention. And the same thing happened in the fourth reinvention. HR wanted somebody from the business, somebody with aggression, and that worked in my favor. But clearly, I had four or five interviews before they took me on board, and their gamble paid off. And I took over as the learning and development head for transaction banking. After that, they gave me commercial banking, they gave me global banking, they gave me talent management, they gave me organization development, and the rest is history. So I managed to do everything to do with people development in a large organization space. And then 25 years into the workforce, I totally felt that one organization is too limited. And this is not what I want to die doing. Well, think about that. I think about dying every day because to me is the most empowering part of how I live my life. And that is when I kind of jump ship and I got into full-time coaching consulting. Today, I work with LSF and a lot of other multinationals. So I'm not working for one organization, but I'm working with the multitude of organization. And that has really helped me not only to help people with communication skills, being an effective communicator, but also teach them the art of managing better. And managing better is not a one-year job. It's an everyday process. And here's a quote to kind of the last sentence, just to wrap up my career journey. It is, it is, it is not your destiny or your, your life is not defined by what you do in a year. It is defined by what you do every day. Anshun. Yeah, Anshun. Masterclass, uh, this is Alok. I love listening to this and would let you go on. But I think I'm trying to package the, the podcast such that listeners can get the maximum out of uh, you. I did speak to some of our uh, regular listeners and, you know, try to get a view of what would they like from you, right? So one common theme was around, you know, of course, Alok is a you know, public speaker and very effective communicator, goes without saying. What would be some quick tips for early stage careers, you know, pressures or beginners or first five years in the job, that kind of uh, people and then mid stage and then some senior. So some quick tips, you know, maybe a couple of tips for each stage. If you could share, that would be awesome. Sure. Sure. So that's a great question, Anshuman, because at different stage of your career, you need kind of different ways to communicate. And before we jump over there, I want to give a few tips with your permission, which will apply to every level, right? So my first tip is, and for that tip, I want to ask a question to all the audience. Think about how many people you know who have learned swimming by reading a book. None. The, the chances are you're going to say zero, right? None. Absolutely. So that is communication. Communication is a practice. It's an art form. You know, if you don't speak, if you don't practice, you can't get better at that. I can guarantee you can read a million books if you like, but you're not going to become a better communicator because it's about application. And that is what I discovered early on that no book in the world, no course in the world, no degree in the world is going to make me a better communicator. I got to practice. I get to get evaluated and I have to experiment with things which match my personality. 
So there's one word I want to leave you with is don't become a lecturer. Don't become a student, become a practitioner. Because a practitioner is a person who practices. And then you need to find the art forms which work for you. So now you would have noticed quotations come very easy to me. Doesn't yeah. mean it's going to come easy to you. So if it doesn't come easy to you, play with them. Stop using them if it doesn't work even after one year. Because yeah. everyone has a unique personality type. You need to use the word, things which work for you. Then you have to play with different things like nonverbal, right? So you notice I'm using my gestures and I'm using it virtually. Now, here's something which is a big myth. What is the myth? That virtual presence is different, different from executive presence in the room. Absolutely not. I can safely say that 99% of the stuff I teach offline, it works online. Now, if you look at it, I'm not walking across the stage, but I'm walking my hands in the camera frame, which means the impact of my nonverbal communication is enhanced. I'm still using my vocal inflections. I'm still using my vocal variety to create entertainment and engagement. So the point which will be potentially really revealing for you that everything you've learned in the offline world is relevant to the online one. All that you need to do, you need to get a little bit okay with the technology around that. So how to use the camera, how to use the mic. So if you notice I'm using a professional mic over here. Yeah. The reason is there's nothing more important than sound. And think about this. So here's a mantra for you to remember. Lights, camera, sound, action. Mm. I'm sure you cannot forget that, right? So yeah. lights have to be okay. So if you see the light is coming on my face, that's virtual presence. Camera angle is okay. It's not down, it's not up. Then I have the sound coming out okay. And then action is my hands, my voice. We go into action. So if you get take care of these three things, which potentially you don't need to worry in the offline world because somebody takes care for you. But in the online world, you have to take care of your lights, your camera and your sound. And if you need to prioritize, always prioritize the sound. So that's a quick tip on number one, being a practitioner. Number two, about your virtual presence. So in the past, I used to teach a lot about executive presence, but now I'm teaching about virtual presence. And communication is an outcome of your virtual presence. If you have a bad virtual presence, bad gestures, bad vocal variety, forget about presence, right? You will not make an impact. So that is a little bit, uh, two things which apply to every level. Anshuman, is there any questions you want me to elaborate on these two points I mentioned? No, I, I think this is wonderful because, you know, this probably, you know, as you said, is across all career stages. And then some of these lessons don't change. And if anything, I think these online times have actually democratized that, right? So everybody has the same while in a room, you know, the highest paid opinion is sometimes different and, you know, people have chairs and everything. But I feel that one thing that which is actually really great about these online uh, sessions, uh, whatever be the medium we are using, everybody has the same square inch on the screen, you know, and nobody is getting anything more. So that yeah. in a funny way, in an amusing way, it democratizes that. And, and there are sometimes people who hijack sessions can't any longer because they don't have any more space than anybody else. So you're right uh, that while we can differentiate 
what people can do in early stage mid stage and uh, you know later stages of their career but some rules or some guidelines some tips are across the the spectrum so really well said i i totally loved the part that you know the you know, lights and then a few lights camera you know sound action and the part that if you have to prioritize one it should actually be sound you know sometimes we prioritize the camera but it actually sound because that stays you know that stays so thanks thanks alok i think really uh, well summarized for our listeners moving on and this is like you know kind of wrapping up uh, the session a little bit the so, so anshuman yeah. i i did not answer you your original question on the levels so sure. if you if you give me 2 minutes i'll try oh. to quickly give a strategy around that oh. right so so i think building on to what you said in the beginning not some but my view is most of the things you learn applied every level right mm. so whether it's speaking with clarity whether it's practicing your craft everything applies at every level what changes is this magical word the context mm. so what changes is the situation what changes is who you're delivering to and for that you need to tone down or tone up the techniques you use so let's take quickly take one example for one level so let's start at the graduate level now this is the level where you're expected to learn this is a level where your management trainee this is a level where everyone is judging you evaluating you so this is a level where you have to really become a good student and slowly try to make your point with the ability of writing and speaking so that people start knowing you again if you become a cowboy then people will think okay it's going to be difficult to manage this guy right so again not a great impression if you are the quiet one which is working like a donkey in a corner again not a great thing so you got to subtly play around and navigate because you are starting in the corporate culture do not forget you came out of college and you have just entered the workforce so you also don't know how to adapt to this new world so give yourself time and i would say at least give yourself a year to adapt to this new environment because you have to learn a lot of new habits so that is my quick tip you know communication has to be carefully ob- observed and then play around navigate in the workforce so that is for the young people or the entry level now let's you get promoted after 4 5 years in the workforce you become a middle management uh, person now essentially think about what is the purpose of middle management essentially is execution a word which is very common is tactical you got to get things done so the metaphor i'm going to use for middle management you need to be really good at flying the kite what is a kite mm-hmm. if you let go of the kite the person sits on your head is kind of yeah. taking advantage of you if you pull too hard he'll resign create disengagement right so you don't want to pull so you want to fly the kite just the right amount of pull and the right amount of letting go so that you manage people well and get the work done and that is should yeah. be your communication style sometimes assertive and other times calm so you got to keep on playing with different people and that is a communication style really useful for middle managers to get work done to execute stuff now the third stage is where most people fail 
Now, and it's not their fault. This is the reason. The reason is think about 20, 25 years of your life, you have been a tactical manager. That's what most people do. Yes. And suddenly you go up the curve where you expected to be a futurist. You expected to be a strategist. You expected to be a thought leader. How does it happen? You know, potentially you had one year of being a strategist or a thought leader or a visionary, and you spend all your life being a tactical leader. It doesn't happen overnight. And that is where most people fail. So what is really important when you go from middle management to senior management, you need to get a coach. And I'm not talking about a life coach. I'm not talking about a communication coach. I'm talking about an executive coach. Why? Because this guy is going to give you a skill set which you never acquired. You never acquired in college. You never acquired in middle management. And potentially what you know is learning by accident from people who are not great leaders, right? Controversial, but you look around you. I'm sure there are very few people in the company you respect. Now, if you want to be that great leader, you need to have a coach who can tell you or diagnose scientifically what are you good at and what are the areas you need to develop. So I work with a lot of CEOs who are potential CEOs in succession, who are CEOs who are there, but they are insecure because you know they don't have it what it takes. So a quick story about this lady who's got the job of a managing director and the chairman hates her. Why? Because she's emotionally very fragile. She's very tactical and she's very execution oriented. Now she's working with an investment bank all her life. She did not need that futuristic skills. Now the number one complaint of the chairman is you can't even put together a proper business plan. The proper business plan you put together is theoretical. I want something which is more realistic, which is more pragmatic. Now, obviously communication will come through the mind, through the words, and then uh, it will be into action or delivery. So here's one word I'm going to leave for the senior management people, sure. integrity. Hmm. What is integrity? Now, there are different ways people define it, but this is how I define it. Integrity is when you say what you think and you do what you say. That is when you become a role model. That is when you become a Steve Jobs. That is when you become a Nelson Mandela. I'm going to repeat this formula for you. Integrity is when you say what you think and you do what you say. And when you become that kind of leader as senior management, that is when thousand people are going to respect you. So again, the, the techniques or the tips are the same at the entry level, the middle management, the senior management, but the intensity, the context changes, and therefore you got to tweak it based on that. So that's a quick one, Anshuman, the fastest I could do to kind of flesh out for <laughs> each management level. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think I, I was, I must admit that I was quite mesmerized and I almost forgot that I'm doing this uh, session and I have to roll it on. So thank you, Alok. I think thank you. really, really well summarized. And, and, and for my audience, I think it is important to understand that Alok comes with a lot of experience with all three stages. And uh, there are not many people who can distill this wisdom like he can do. And, and do, do take this point around context and intensity really um, the way it was meant to be because skills may remain the same, but how they are applied, where they are applied, in what situation really matters. And, and this is true for any field, uh, whether you are doing transformation, you know, process consulting, uh, other fields and and as well as in your you know your own progression in your 
career. So, Alok, um, wrapping up kind of thing, you know, last uh, uh, question. Obviously, to, to get all this knowledge and, and as you said, one has to practice, but to before you practice, you have to gain that knowledge. And I do usually ask all my guests of what is their favorite one book or one resource that they would like to share with the audience. And many of my audience is actually people who like books um, or, you know, these days I have added the or extended the question to include online resources as well. But what's your one favorite on the topic? Sure. And again, you would remember that I, I gave you that analogy that nobody learns swimming by reading a book. So I'm not going to give you a book uh, for sure. I'm going to give you a beautiful resource for practice. Mm. And I'm going to give these uh, words to you. Again, another quotation coming from a good friend of mine, Dave. Uh, this is credit to him. This is a place where you practice with cushions. What does that mean? That means everyone in the room you're practicing, your speech, your communication is actually there to help you, is actually evaluating you, giving you feedback. And this one resource is called Toastmasters. Mm. There's nothing on the planet I have discovered in my thousands of training solutions experience, which is better than this. So Toastmaster is a nonprofit organization. There's potentially in every country can dream of. There are, I know there are hundreds of chapters in India itself. There are 80 chapters in Hong Kong itself where I'm based. So this is a place where you should only be disciplined. And it's not only going to teach you how to speak, but it's also going to get you to think how to structure your thoughts. How do you speak? How do you deliver? So everything under the sun, which communication may involve is there. But the best part is, it will get you to practice your pitch, your craft. So one resource, Anshuman, is Toastmasters. Join Toastmasters. No book can help you if you don't practice. Remember, nobody learns swimming by reading a book. Nobody learns communication by just reading a book. Practice, practice, practice. Absolutely. I think, so. you know, Toastmasters is the advice to all my listeners. And there are, of course, if you are in India, as Salok said, there are many, many, chapters and quite a few of my listeners are in Bangalore. So Bangalore itself has quite a few chapters. Do take advantage of this tip. It is coming from one of the best professionals in the field and you will surely benefit. I definitely know I participated in some sessions and I definitely know of some friends who are really doing well with the, with the Toastmasters concept. So Alok, with that, I'll, this is a wrap. Uh, I will bring this um, episode to an end. So I don't want to, but I, I know I'll respect your time. And it's been a masterclass, certainly, in, in you know, how, how to speak effectively, communicate more importantly, and, and also speak into your life where you changed your reinvented, as you say, your career itself several times, five times, actually. And not many of us can come even close. But what was more interesting for me is that, you know, all those uh, inflection points in your career were, did, you know, deliberate and with a purpose, right? It wasn't that, you know, Correct. something happened and then you picked out one out of the two. It was deliberate. It was with a purpose. And uh, once the purpose was served, you, of course, wanted to move on and uh, try something else. And the common theme across all this is that your passion for people and working with people, I'm, I'm sure that has uh, helped in all your roles. 
so with that friends yeah this episode comes to an end i'm sure you like the content here this one will be of course posted both as a video and as a podcast version and it is available on youtube apple uh, spotify and google podcast now and of course on buzzsprout as well all the links will be available when it is posted and do subscribe if you want to hear or listen to the previous um, uh, speakers or want alerts on the next speaker so with that friends and alok with again a thank you to you i'll close this episode thank you very much till the next episode manage better thank you thank you anshuman for having me i really enjoyed being here and i hope um, people can benefit from this conversation have a great day bye anshuman